Good morning, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you might be doing. I wish to welcome you to this episode of Just Another Conspiracy Show with your host, Jeff Williams. As usual, the Illuminati has an event for every single week. This week, the big show in town is, of course, the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics, of course, being one half of the Olympiad, the contrast to the Summer Olympics, are supposedly a place where nationalism is on display, through the guise of sport, of course. You have your rivalries, your Canada versus the United States, your Russia versus United States and Canada in hockey, the various comp- European nations with their specialty sports. Oh yes, everyone has their national pride that they feel through the Olympics. But I did something curious. I had the opportunity to fiddle with the radio stations, and I so happened to pick up the Canada versus United States women's hockey game. This is an interesting experiment because I know nothing in particular about women's hockey. Through no disrespect to the athletes, they are fine athletes, they are far more skilled than I ever will be. And I decided to sit back and just listen to the color commentary. Of course, the puck going up and down the ice, various names being shouted that I have no emotional investment in, but apparently they were all doing very well. At the end of the first period, it was a 0-0 tie, but through that whole period, the one thing I couldn't tell at any point was who had the puck, what was going on, or really, who was doing better. I happened to tune into a Buffalo radio station. The only reason I knew it was the United States radio station were the ads that came on, and they advertised the network, which I happen to know from experience. But like I said, the commentary was extremely unbiased. And that's one of the notes of the Olympics. They claim it shows national or international unity. But in fact, what it shows is globalism. They want you not to know who is who unless they're wearing your colors, your flag, something you can identify with by yourself. Perhaps your ancestry is not North American or European. Perhaps during the summer you you root for an African country, a, a South American country, wherever you trace your roots to, or just perhaps a country that you have sympathy for. But you take that away, like I did with the radio, and suddenly, it's just a bunch of people playing a game. Now, when you think about it, these athletes are the best that they can possibly be. They're trained to the peak of their condition. They have coaches who do nothing but sit there, 
regimenting their lives. They sit down in the morning. They tell them, this is what you're going to eat today. Two steaks, you know, three helpings of eggs, five bananas. And that is your regiment. After that, you're going to go out. You're going to pump iron. You're going to run. You're going to swim. Whatever it takes to put you in perfect condition. You probably know this. It's no big secret that athletes had a training regimen. But what if I told you that you'd be considered insane if you believed that Olympic athletes were acting with a purpose? Oh, yes. Insane. You see, there are also everyone listening to this broadcast would be insane. A study from the University of Chicago shows that half of North Americans believe at least one conspiracy theory. And since this show is just another conspiracy show, I would assume that would be why you tuned in. But scientists from Amsterdam to the United Kingdom have arranged a study, and the University of the United Kingdom happens to be Kent University, a name you might recognize as one of the premier institutions in the world. Whether their study, well, I'll describe the methodology. What they did is they flipped a bunch of coins and presented them to their research subjects. After that, they used, used some abstract art and asked the participants to see if they could find a pattern. And they, in their wisdom, said that the people who could find a pattern in the coin flips and in abstract art were more prone to believing in conspiracies by the surveys that they did. Now, think about that. If the University of Chicago says 50% of people believe in conspiracies and humans who are good at pattern recognition are able to recognize patterns in abstract art, which I would dare say most of the artists had a purpose when they painted whatever it was, and coin flips... <laughs> Let me tell you something about coin flips. My friends will not allow me to flip a coin because I can influence it to fall the way I want it. It's a simple matter of practice. If you get a, It doesn't work well with a dollar coin or a penny, but with a nickel, a dime, and a quarter, all it is in the num is the number of flips that it has in the air. And with enough practice, you can make sure that it's going to land heads or tails any way that you want it. The other problem is, coins are not the same as human beings. Coins are going to land one way or the other, whereas human beings always act with a purpose. If you, you decided today you're going to go out and have a cola, have a glass of water, whatever it might be, you are acting with a purpose. But these scientists believe that abstract art and coin flips prove that conspiracy theorists are slightly out of the ordinary. This really does not sit well with me because most people out there will have taken an IQ test at some point, either for amusement or <laughs> because you want to get into Mensa, one of the other elite organizations. Again, elite, Illuminati, the New World Order, the ones at the top. Oh, they have so many ways to snare you in their web. But since you took these IQ tests, as you'll know, pattern recognition plays a key role. Get a question like A is to B as C is to D. Dog is to cat as whatever other connection might be. There's also patterns, number patterns. 
which when you first look at them seem random, but you have to use your mind to connect the dots. Identify this next number in the sequence. One, two, four, eight. What would be the next number? 16, in case you were wondering. So on the one hand, the IQ test, which identifies brilliant people, uses pattern recognition. These scientists use what they call illusory sensory perception, which is just saying that what you see is not there, and define it as abnormal. So being smart is abnormal in their eyes. Admittedly, coin flips, there could be a pattern in it. I have no idea. The intention of the coin flips was not to produce a pattern, but if I get three heads and three tails by sheer random coincidence, which can happen, and my mind is able to put it together, I would say that's not a mental illness, that's a survival instinct. Think about it. Over the, over the centuries, over the millennia that human beings have been around, farmers needed to know when to, farm, put the, when to plant their crops. Fishermen needed to know where to put their lines, where to cast, cast their nets, so that they could get the best catch. And without that pattern recognition, humanity would be just another ape. But with this study claiming people who, who sorry, people who listen to conspiracy theories and believe at least one are suffering from illusory sensory perception. And it's not done there. This is just the first study. I guarantee there will be more. And now that they've identified illusory pattern perception, it's only going to get worse for those of us who want to ask questions. Now, again, this is backed by the University of Kent, and they're saying that you're insane to believe in a pattern. So athletes who are training towards their goal of the Olympics, no, there's no intention there. If you believe there's an intention, you're insane. Policemen investigating crimes, nope, they're not acting with intention. That would be insane. And conspiracy theorists who are looking into a situation that doesn't make sense, they are insane. But one of the key points that conspiracy theorists differ from policemen is that conspiracy theories are usually looking where there is a lack of evidence. Police gather their evidence and put their conclusions forward based on what they have. Whereas conspiracy theorists look for where things don't make sense, where things just don't measure up. To take a, an example that most of my audience would have direct experience of, September 11, 2001. It was a tragedy, and there is no disrespect meant to the victims that, by this show. In fact, this is going to elevate them at some point. But we have to believe the hijackers were in, or sorry, we have to believe the hijackers had a motive. But if we believe that, according to this theory, we are insane. And surely, even the most jaded conspiracy person would admit the magic passport that managed to survive the plane crash, the flame, the whatever it was that burned the towers to the ground and still landed intact, somehow we are not rational for questioning 
how is this possible? But it's rational to believe in it. Uh, so, what do we make of this? What do you make of government officials who research the terrorists? They were asking questions. They were saying, hmm, there's the evidence that we have. There's the stuff that we don't know. But they claim it was a certain number of terrorists who decided to get on the planes and ran them into various buildings. We know conspiracies do happen every day, though. And for now, we're going to stick with the mainstream explanation of the terrorists. At some point, I will devote a show to 9-11 on its own. But little conspiracies and big ones happen every day. It doesn't need to involve an assassination, a terrorist plot, or anything else. But not everything is on public record, and it would be foolish to assume that everything was out in the open. There's more things that take place at the golf courses, strip clubs, and private boardrooms that anyone can possibly imagine. Indeed, that is the way business is done. One person knows something and they quietly mention it to another person who's in a better position to take, to take advantage of it. And that's exactly how business works. Is that a conspiracy? Yes. It's called collusion. And... There are laws against it called the antitrust laws. Colluding with somebody else is a part of business. But if you are to ask about it, all of a sudden your sanity is in question thanks to the University of Kent. It will take some time, but if we're not careful, being a conspiracy theorist, questioning what's being around to you, might start to be listed in the DSM manual, which is for psychiatrists to figure out who fits the category of a given psychological condition. Studies like this get funding because they put the ball in the government's court. After all, doctors are basically in bed with the government in one way or another. Even if you don't live in a, if you don't live in a country where there's universal health care, the fact is, they're all certified by the Surgeon General or whatever government agency you might have. So doctors do have to toe the government line. There are some who step out of line, and I salute those brave individuals. But doctors really do what the government want them to do. This is not condemning doctors. If you are sick, by all means, go to a doctor. Get it diagnosed. Treat it as you will treat it. But as always, things are interconnected. But if you question what's going on in these studies at the University of Kent, like I just did, they're going to prove that you're mentally unfit. And since you're medically un or sorry, mentally unfit, you're obviously going to need medication and supervision. Plus, you're going to need therapy. Someone's going to need to sit down with you and put you through hours and hours of talking to convince you that there is nothing wrong. And who is that going to be? The doctors, the psychiatrists, the mental health people who are going to say, if you believe in a conspiracy theory, well, that shows that you see things that aren't there and you can't function in society. So... Politicians don't make deals with corporations and lobbyists. That's conspiracy nonsense. Just sit right back and watch your choice of entertainment. <laughs>
watch watch a hockey game watch watch the news as a matter of fact let's give you something to thrill you to excite you to delight you let's let's put some scary looking people from a faraway country who are angry for reasons that the media will never quite explain the best explanation you will possibly get is that they are protesting something or that they are rioting but they never really do a good job at explaining what what the riot is about what the protest is about this is what goes into wars and conflicts where people people are protesting and nobody has any idea look at syria right now no one really knows which side is which side we know the russians support one side and the united states supports another but take a random person off the street and tell me which side they're on i don't know i did just know the news is going to portray them shouting and screaming at some point for really intense fun we might try some sports how about the biathlon or as it's known really slow drive-by shootings then we'll have some elaborate camera work in some overhyped uh, with, with some overhyped actors hamming up a scene in an episode that you cannot miss because that is after all what tv is you come home you have your dinner you're expected to watch this t- the news watch the tv shows watch your sporting events and then go to sleep the next day wake up do it again drink your beer brush your teeth and let's let's have us all one more time there's got to be a better way personally i disconnected cable tv well over 10 years ago and i haven't missed it that hockey game i mentioned earlier in the show that i listened to on the radio is probably the first real event i've experienced in any meaningful way in pretty much a decade i will watch news reports although generally put i find them very off-putting you can tell exactly what a news day is like because they'll start off with here's a few headlines and then we're going to a local interest story where somebody's lost puppy is gone or whatever and you have to wonder is it that slow of a news day you take a day like today where tragedy has struck in florida we had another school shooting well not we i'm very far away from florida i mean we as a civilization and it is very sad to see this but again according to the university of kent if we were to look into the shooter's motives we would be part of the conspiracy theory nutcases that need help whatever the shooter's motives were and i'm sure they had something that they thought was concrete the fact is people's lives will never ever be the same they've lost somebody they know somebody who has unfortunately no or gone down the wrong path or will never come back again this is the big event to contrast with the olympics the olympics represent the new world's order illuminati and the school shooter represents the chaos of the individual there's going to of course be a fight over guns and whether it could have been stopped if one person had a gun there well the truth is maybe it could have been stopped maybe not anyone who has been in a firefight of any description 
even in a video game like Call of Duty, no matter how good of a player you are, you may, might not see somebody gunning for you. And the fact is, you might not have access to your gun. Giving guns to school children or teachers or anything like that, to me, is not really the place of a school of learning. They should learn about gun safety. I think everybody should learn something about gun safety. But not everybody really was meant to handle a weapon of any description. Human beings are divided into warriors and pacifists, and it's just innate in our temperament. Some people can go through hell and come out the other end, put back a shot of whiskey, light a cigar, and think no more of it, whereas other people are traumatized for life. Again, there's nothing wrong with either person. The pacifists are admirable because they seek a way to end a conflict without it escalating. And that is indeed something I would like to pass on to everybody. We are in a struggle. We're in a struggle for knowledge. We're in a struggle to find out everything we can while we can before they decide that we are insane and they are going to start taking resources away from us. We need to find out what we can about the government, what's going on with the major corporations, what happened with the school shooting. And we need to look out for the little things because, again, that's how police operate. Police don't work just by walking in, finding a gun in a person's hand, going, well, that's the case solved. No, it takes months of detective work. Let's take Jim Mars, for example, a very brilliant author who is sadly no longer with us. He spent years of his life researching details, events, things so obscure that you've barely even heard of them, but he had them in his head ready to go at a moment's notice. I used to love listening to interviews with him because he was such a fascinating man. And indeed, his books, I highly recommend his books, all of them, just Jim Mars, M-A-A-R-S. Not to be confused with Tex Mars. Jim Mars was was a very level-headed conspiracy theorist who had incredibly good evidence. Tex Mars, this isn't that kind of show. But also, we need to train ourselves, because eventually, now that they're starting these studies to link conspiracy theories to people who are insane, we need to make ourselves smarter. We need to be ready. Just like the Olympic athletes, we need to train our resources, which is our minds. Your mind, my mind, anyone who is listening. So, go get some puzzles. If you don't like puzzles, maybe like some strategy games. And I say strategy games in particular, because some games aren't really so challenging. Whereas strategy games, where you have to think your way through a problem, especially open-ended ones, they are very good. Read a book. Any book. I would like it to be one of mine, but your choice is your choice, and I salute anybody reading any book. If you notice, I didn't specify fiction or non-fiction, because both are equally good for your brain. We're entering a world where free thinking is dangerous, and asking questions points you out as someone who is different than the norm. So join me each week so we can continue our criminal pursuit to search for answers. Because when the truth is outlawed, only outlaws will have the truth, to turn an old saying on its ear. 
So again, you have nothing to lose but your delusions that the world is unremarkable and safe. Because all you need to do is look at the Olympics, look at the school shooting, and we live in the same world with both of those parallels. And the same people are looking down from above, saying, we have control of these people who have no idea what's going on. Take off your blindfolds, open up your ears, and listen. The truth is out there. And we can discover it together by working together, by helping each other, and by noticing the little things. You might notice something that I have missed. But I do encourage you to read the Kent, read the Kent University study that equates conspiracy theorists with insanity. It was published in 2017. A simple search will bring up several websites that detail it in much better detail than I've scanned through it here. But that brings us to the end of this episode of Just Another Conspiracy Show. I thank you all once again for welcoming me into your home. Special thanks to Pipe Choir with their theme song, Stand Up, because I believe it embodies what this show is about, for you to stand up, for you to take the knowledge that you want, and for you to figure out where it might lie if you don't know where it is now. More thanks to A View From Space group on Facebook, and Spooky, Weird, and Cool, both of which groups have been very good at supporting the show. And once more time, well, I'll probably plug this another couple times, The Secrets of Solomon by Jeff Williams is available now. And March 1st, only 14 days away, Cemetery Island will be coming out, which is my first published fiction book. And there will it will be a good book for you to read. I highly recommend it. But then again, I'm the author. Of course I would. That's my intention, just in case you're wanting the conspiracy there. Thank you once again. Thank you all. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you again next week.